With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So I asked G Hill, I was like, I really want to learn how to hit left-handed. I was like, can you hook me up with Barry? I know that's your guy. He told me, he goes, hey, Barry wants you to call him. I'm like, what do I talk to Barry Bonds about? So I call him. Nope, no answer. Call him again. He's like, hello? I'm like, Barry, it's Dexter Fowler. He's like, oh, what's up, man? I told G Hill to have you call me, but I didn't mean today. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, everybody? We back. Another week, another R2C2. Still quarantined. <laughs> man, it's been R2C2 safe at home for a while, man. Yeah, it has been on the East Coast over here, man. It's been it's been rough, but uh, yeah. we're getting through it. You know what I'm saying? It's been good. Yeah, and you know what? I am, there's a part of me, man, that is proud of our area. When I see the numbers in a tri-state area going down the way they are, because I'm like, you know what? Like, we've all kind of, we've been doing our part here. You know, we really have. Yeah, it seems like it. Um, you know, I mean, but the weather's getting nicer, so we'll see how you know how the parks and shit start to look. You know, uh, now know. that it's starting to starting to be nice outside. Can, can I? Can I? Can I make one um, one public address announcement on that front before we bring in our outstanding guest, who I can't wait to talk to today? See, yeah. it, it, it's this. I live in a city. I live in Manhattan. Like, I, I, I get it. Like, I'm pent up. I want to be outside too, and I'm going for you know more walks now than I was. Why is it so hard to wear a mask? Like, I don't understand why it's so... It, I just put... It doesn't, you know, put any kind of cloth mask over. It's not hard. I, I'm, the walk is still very enjoyable. Just do it. It's not hard to do. It's not. People are, people are like, freaking out about wearing a mask. I mean, I, I was out riding my bike just right now. I had two masks on. And I seen some people out <laughs> without a mask. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had the, I had the hospital mask and I had a cloth mask over it. Like... I'm not fucking around, but I mean, it seems like people don't, you know, ain't really taking it that serious, I guess, still. like I, I don't understand. Like, I don't know if it's, you know, I mean, I know people always like hate being told what to do, and I get that. But, you know, this isn't saying, hey, we're going to have to put a microchip in your arm. Like, I understand. I will resist that, too. OK, this is just a cloth mask. To, to help prevent something, which, by the way, the meat, the like average day of transmission for people based on the recent studies is before they show symptoms. So you don't know when you're transmitting it or not. So the mask helps everybody involved. I don't get it, man. I You can enjoy a, a walk or, in CeCe's case, a bike ride with two masks. You could still enjoy it. Definitely. So, <laughs> so, so one mask is not a problem. Anyway, um, see, I know we're both excited to talk to our guests today here on R2C2. We had a good time last couple weeks, uh, released the last couple episodes of the shift we had done during spring mm-hmm. training. Um, and it was great. I mean, Archie Bradley, fantastic. And it was awesome hearing from Justin Upton. And now back to, um, you know, more contemporary times and uh, talking to uh, one of your good buddies today, man. Yeah. Dexter Fowler is in the building. Fellow Jordan Brand athlete. Dexter, welcome to R2C2, man. 
Man, man, I feel like when when she told me about this, I feel like I feel like I got the call up, man, because we've been. I couldn't sleep last night. Look, I asked this dude. I I, I was like, oh, y'all got a podcast? I, and she's like, yeah, bro, you got to come on. You got to come on. This is like a, when y'all first started. We like, never bro, played gotta, each other, cause like, what was oh, you ever gonna my, come on? You know bro, what I'm saying? Like, he was like, "You gotta come on, you gotta come on." I was like, "I'm, I'm there anytime. You let me know, you let me know." And then he hit me. He was like, "Hey, you want to come on the pot? Do I want to come on? You been, I've been on you the whole time. I got called up. I feel good. I feel good about myself. I couldn't sleep last night. I, we, I, we, 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 hey, we ain't played y'all since 2017, so you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, it ain't really nothing I can do. 87 episodes in. I'm in. <laughs> we, we, switched, we switched over uh, podcast carries and everything by the time everything, you got here. Everything, everything, bro. <laughs> I figured I was just getting it right, and then, you know, I come in and, you know, when we got it all set up, everything going. Nah, we, we was waiting for the video, cuz, you know what I'm saying? It's better in the video, you know what I mean? <laughs> We needed That's the proper up. fertile ground before you got here, Dexter. Now, That's now we're up. good. Now, That's now, now it's it's the right place for you. Well, it's great to have you, man. Anytime we get that kind of a um, you know excitement and analogy, I'll I'll take it. That's what we want R two C two to be, man. Like getting called up to the show. So I'm glad it's finally happening. You know, it's bittersweet. It's like being picked last and, and picked up. <laughs> oh man, no, definitely not that. For our audience, uh, since they can obviously see a friendship, I got to ask you first, man, where did it start with UNC? How did you guys first get connected? So, obviously, I've been watching C forever. And, you know, it was cool to to see a black baseball player out there, especially on the mound, pitching and dominating. And then uh, we had a lot of uh, mutual friends. And we I I had heard about them, like, you got to meet C. You got to meet C. You got to meet C. And I was like, man, like we never in the same place at the same time. And I think what what Poppy's place, Poppy's, yeah, Poppy's uh, golf tournament. Poppy's golf tournament was like the first time that we actually got to kick it, and it was like, I'm not gonna say love at first sight, but I mean, nah, we hit know. it off. Like even we our wives too. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it was, uh, yeah, like we had, uh, but that was the year after. I think I had played with EY, and you and EY are super close. Yeah, and yeah. So like EY was my e- and yeah, Prince EY, shit, Al, Al, um, yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. Everybody, like we we crossed paths so many times without crossing paths, which mm-hmm. is crazy. And, and you know that when was that? Uh, when was that tournament? When was Poppy's thing? How many Poppy's years ago? thing was two thousand fifth? No, two thousand sixteen off season. Okay. He, the year he retired, right? He retired in sixteen. That seems uh, right. Yeah, 16 or 17. Maybe 17. Was he retiring? Did he retire? It might have been 16. I think it was 16. It was 16. Yeah, and, and it was uh, it was in a DR. That was fun. T.I. performed. Yeah, that, that was, was crazy. Wild. That's when That's everybody awesome. was doing the, uh, we was out there smoking the mannequin cigars. challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Black Beatles. We was over there. Black Beatles. Hey, man, that was also after your championship then too, Dexter. I think right? it was because we was talking to uh, Ray Allen about the uh, the PEs. And Poppy oh, was, was like, there. I mean, yeah, not Poppy. Yeah. Uh, Chappie was there. Chappie, Chappie was, was there. Yeah, Chappie yeah, was yeah, with us. Sure, yeah, sure. that was 16 right. for sure. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Man, what I like, what are, when you go back to Chicago, and I know it's a little different because you're a member of the Cardinals now, but like, when you go back to Chicago after you played a critical role in winning that title, like, 
we all know every championship is celebrated, but that title was a different level of yeah. special. What is it like is when you go back there, is there like what's the reception like and the reaction with people? So it, what's crazy is it's like it's like you you're watching the last dance, like like Chicago fans, like they don't miss shit. Like and they don't forget shit. Like mm. good, bad, or ugly, they don't forget shit. So I still, every time I go out there and play, I still I run out to the Ivy because I, you know, I, I do my little ritual. They'll you know, say, talk, talk to my grandmother, but um, oh, cool. they still show me love. Like I run out the center and they stand up. The bleacher, the bleachers stand up and they still love me, which is awesome. You know, it's awesome when you get there. I, I, I'm getting chills talking about it. Every time you go there, like I, and I'm. Even on the streets, they're like, hey, Dex, Dex, thank you, thank you. Or just walk, somebody walk by and say, thank you. So it, 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 it's crazy out there. To be in that rivalry, too, though, to be a Cardinal and still get that love, like, that's big. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, nobody's Johnny, ever been cherished like that. Johnny Damon wasn't getting that love when he went back to Fenway as a Yankee. <laughs> <laughs> Even after they he won a couple titles, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know what? See, that's a good point, man. I was trying to think of like what would be the exact comp. That's it with the historic, you know, historically long drought without a title, playing a big role in it, and then going back and not at all receiving, um, you know, positive uh, receptions. Uh, you know, Damon used to get booed vociferously when he'd go back to Fenway. Meanwhile, Dexter, you going back as a Cardinal, getting love from that place, man. Man, they want me back. They want me. It's crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. not you left, not you left, but hey, come back, come back. We want you. Like, hey, we'll, we'll, hey, we love to have you. Like, tr- genuinely thankful. That's uh, awesome, man. though. I mean, ending that drought with that with that franchise, like, that's got to be insane, man. How was that parade? Oh, they. I mean, seventh biggest in the in in the world ever. I guess that what they said. It was like five million, seven million people. It in. Yeah, every street you looked down, it was rows and rows. You go on a Michigan Ave, and as far as you can see, it was like an ocean of people. I said the the, the thing you could compare it to is that that picture with, uh, at the Million Man March. Yeah, yeah. And you just see a sea of people. It's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, man. People in trees on top of buildings. I'm like, how did he even get up there? What was the route? Was it Lakeshore? Like, did y'all go down? So we went Wrigleyville, like went Wrigleyville. Then we went all the way down Lakeshore. Then we went and hit, um, we hit Michigan Ave, took okay. that, and we went, um, I think we went the Magnificent Mile down, right past the Bean, uh-huh. and then we went into the uh, the whole, um, the uh, the park right there. Oh, nice. It's crazy. I spent so much time in Chicago playing in the Central. Like, I know exactly where you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know exactly yeah, what you you're talking about. Yeah, you followed it. Yeah. yeah. Do you, like, I mean... Dexter, when you're going through that, uh, are you guys feeling the weight of the drought? Not just, I mean, winning a title is hard anyway, but are you guys like, as you're going through the playoffs, and obviously you had ridiculous drama in that World Series and in Game 7, are you feeling the weight of, oh my gosh, we need to do this for these Cubs fans? You know what? I think when we went home, like we went home and it was 1-1, and then they beat us two in a row at home. And we were sitting there like, gosh, we go, they go, hey, we was this close. But then we was like, fuck it. Like, we ain't got yeah. shit to lose. Like, they beat us twice. What, what else we going to do? Sit here and cry? They think they won. But, let, hey, let's see what we can do. Let's make it interesting for them. Yeah. And we knew, we, 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 we figured we would, I think everybody in the clubhouse was like, we're a better team. 
They just winning. They beating us. Let's figure yeah. out a way to win. We we're better. We're a better team than them. So we we all put our heads together, man. Everybody, honestly, everybody was playing like, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> Which was cool, you know. Any see, you know, anytime that, that you 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 had that feeling in the clubhouse, and dudes were like, "Hey, fuck it, like it's time, like you know, something good gonna happen." Either yeah, way, sure. either way you look at it, especially yeah. when you got your back against the wall in those series. Like, I mean, what, what are you gonna do? You can't lay down. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you feel like you're the better team. Like, the better team most of the time is gonna win those series, especially in baseball. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. Just doing the little things right, pitching better, playing better defense, like. The shit's going to turn around no matter what the, the series is at. You know facts, what I mean? Facts, facts, yeah. Do you guys, like, because you both have a title. See, your career is done. Dexter, you're still playing. But, like, you know, do you, like, find yourself reminiscing about it a lot? Like, do you relive the journey a lot of your championship season? I never did while I was playing, no. I See, never, I, don't, I, I was about to say I don't right now. Nah, I never, I never did. And still, I mean, unless it comes up, like something pops up or something, like, nah, I mean, I know I won. Like, it was great. Like, but no, I mean, maybe if I had more, then it'd be more to look back on. But just having that, you know, playing in that one, um, no, I mean – it's 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 weird. I, I I I never really looked at it while I was playing because I was always chasing another one. And mm-hmm. now I mean maybe maybe I should now that I'm done playing. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I should watch the playoffs and you know what I'm saying different things like that of '09. But I haven't yet. That's what I said I would do. Like I, I I'm sitting here. I'm I'm listening to you, and I I thought I was the only one like that. Like everybody asks, hey, do you sit there? I don't. Like everybody, like I'll get stuff on Twitter. Like oh, I'm watching you guys game seven. I'm like, I don't even remember that shit. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't remember that game. Not one thing. Like, like I remember the beginning, obviously. And then after that, I blacked out. Yeah. It's over. Like, And we won. And I was like, oh, shit, that was the longest game ever. And then the parade and everything after that. And it's just like, you're on to the next season, ready for another one, trying to get another yeah. one, chasing that other one. And it's like, I think when I'm done playing, you're right. I might sit down and actually take it all in and and – and watch everything. I remember the years we lost more than the year, than 09. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember 2010 playoffs. I remember 08 in Milwaukee. Like, I remember 07 in Cleveland. But 09 was just, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Like you said, I probably just blacked out the playoffs and just, you know, just went crazy. But, but um, no, I haven't. I don't even know where my ring is. Like, I have to ask Andrew, No, like, come on, see? <laughs> where you got to find <laughs> No, come on, man. I don't even think I'll ever wear that shit. You know what I'm no, saying? No, man, like, no. Wear it. I mean, you got to wear it. at some point. Like, but right now, I, I mean, I haven't thought about putting it on. You understand, like, you can't be saying that. We have a lot of members of our group chat, Dexter, who have been petitioning C to line them up for rings on the next title. If they hear this... And the way he, they're going to say, hold on, man. You got to get us a ring. We'll take better care of it than you do. Like, I, I ain't going to lie. I don't know where mine is at either. I got to lie. Oh, come that. on, guys. <laughs> Aaliyah, where's my ring? Like, where yeah. is it at? Oh, oh my know. gosh. That's, see, I, I bet you there's going to be a time when you're at, like, some sort of event or whatever where you're like, you know, I'm going to put this on. You know, maybe you're, you're still, Dexter, you're still in it. See, you're just out of it, right? I would think at some point you're going to be like, you know what? I want to wear this because if you think about it, I am sure, you know, regardless of the individual accolades and whatever, and obviously see you have Hall of Fame credentials and will be there someday, but like your career will always be easier to look back on because you won that title. You know, I, I just, I have a feeling that's going to give you a sense of fulfillment 
as the years go on when you look back? Like that? No doubt for me. I mean, I wasn't like that was the only reason I was playing was to ever win a title. Like and just just to have to be a world champion. Like, so, I mean, no, no doubt. One thousand percent. I'm sure as I get older, I'll be able to appreciate it more. But yeah, I mean, it's just like like you, it just puts you at ease a little a little more. Uh-huh. Like yeah, you're always on edge as a player and as a as an athlete. You know, you always trying to you know out outdo your best performance or you know as, be better than you were last year. But to actually have a title, like it, it puts you at ease. Like you can sleep better at night. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's hundred percent. You look at it. It's, it's funny because it like and see you've done see's done more than damn shit. More way more than I have, and more than a lot of guys in the game. And you look at all that shit, like, you know, when I went on the TNT with uh with, with Barkley, like they all had rings, but Charles. And they was roasting his ass. They was yeah. boring. Like, like no matter and Charles has been through it. Charles got a lot of shit, but he doesn't have a ring. And it's funny because my, my mentor is Barry. And Barry, like, damn, like, I got all this shit. Like he won every award there is in baseball at least twice. And he said, bro, I've never gotten a championship. And he would that's trade all, all I that, ever wanted. He would trade all, all that shit in for a championship. All yeah. of it. Yeah. I'll guarantee you that. And like I used, always, I used to always not want to be Carl Malone. Like I didn't want all the numbers <laughs> and all of that shit, but no chips. You know what I'm saying? Like partly that's because of Michael Jordan, obviously. But like right. I just did not want to be that. Like I, like I would be up at night thinking about that all the time. Like. The first eight years of my career, like, I got to, like, find a way to win a fucking championship, like, or else I, it's never going to be right for me. That's just how, like, my mind frame was. That's how my mind worked. And, like, it, I didn't care about wins. I didn't care about striking people out. Uh-huh. I cared about if our team won. I didn't care about no. me individually getting the win. I wanted to fucking win a title. And, and uh, yeah, so, I mean, like you said, just having that as an old, like, you know, as an old player, being around Charles Oakley and different guys like that, like they appreciate you more if you, if you have a championship. Flowers are blooming, the grass is growing, and it's time to mow your lawn. Yes, thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped. You can trim the hedges below the belt safely and efficiently. It's am... definitely that time. <laughs> Yo, it is that time. And here's the good news. You know, you know what we're talking about. We're talking about family jewel trimmers, okay? Manscaped is here to make sure your assets are smooth, smelling nice, and after all, it's time for some spring cleaning. And see, here's the great thing. Like, people may not be able to get out to their barber, but this is something... They can still take care of themselves. Yeah, this is something that you should take care of your fucking self. <laughs> Nobody should be doing this for you. So, yes, this is something that people need to be taking care of. That's an excellent point. Like right point. now, because because it's about to be summertime. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a really good point, by the way. See that this is something that always should be done by yourself. Uh, <laughs> and um, you know, uh, we we've seen. First of all, I love people's reaction to these ads. It's great. It's like. You know, people just love hearing about Manscaped. It's amazing how many people I know 
who've then said like, hey, thanks for bringing it up because I got it for my husband or boyfriend or whoever it is. Like, you know, the women are buying it for the men in their lives who are listening yeah, to the podcast. My cousin listens to our podcast in his barbershop and, and he said this gets the best reaction every time is our <laughs> Manscaped commercial. So this is the best part of our pod. It is. <laughs> it's, it's the best part of the content you get here. And Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming. They have forever changed the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0. Doesn't it feel like they're like constantly upgrading? You know? It's constant upgrades, which is great yeah. because, I mean, you know, we need that. They, they don't rest on their laurels. They want to make sure everything <laughs> is smooth and smells wonderful. They, they have this kit, the Perfect Package 3.0, that comes with the Essential Lawnmower 3.0. It's waterproof. It's cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. And you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing... Um, Area deodorant and moisturizer. <laughs> I I always love trying to come up with uh, you know different synonyms for um, the 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 assets at play. Uh, yeah, I mean I love it. I yeah. love it. And as our treat, you will find the crop reviver, which will keep your area smelling fresh, just like spring flowers. Who doesn't want that place smelling like spring flowers after all? Subscribe and get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays hygienic and clean. And for a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and our Manscaped Boxer Briefs. Might as well have the boxer briefs to go with it, right? You might as well. I mean, if you're cleaning up down there, you might as well have something to cover it up. And you know it's going to feel nice. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code R2C2 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code R2C2. It's spring cleaning, baby, and your um, assets are going to thank you. You know, you bring up... uh Barry Bonds, Dexter, and I, as as a mentor, what how how did he become a mentor to you, and 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 what's that relationship like? So my first base coach uh, in Colorado was uh, Glenn Allen Hill, and yeah, so G Hill and and Barry are tight. Uh, so G Hill, not a lot of people know when I first got the pro ball, like I started switching, like I got drafted just as a right handed hitter. And I started switching, like, my first instructional league, they were like, hey, we want you to, because I was goofing around in the cage, weird, me goofing around. (laughs) 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 And they were like, and our roving hitting guy and my farm director were there, and they saw me, and they called me in the office the next day. I'm thinking I'm in trouble. I'm like, gosh, damn, like, what did I do? Um, And they were like, we want you to start switching. I was like, I started laughing. I was like, no, for real, like, what's going on? They were like, no. And I was like, all right, then when? And they were like, Today. We want you to start today. <laughs> and you had so never like, done it before. Never. Like we never in a run. game when you were no, growing up? Nothing? Nothing. My brother and I used to play home run derby left handed. Like my hand eye coordination was crazy, but my feet were everywhere, but I could hit. And uh so we go to and we do all that stuff. And long story short, we go fast forward to 2012 or 13. So I asked G Hill, I was like, I really want to learn how to hit left-handed. I was like, can you hook me up with Barry? I know that's your guy. And he goes, uh, I'll ask him. He's not, he not really doing anything. Like, you know, I've asked him for a few guys. And I, for some reason, he said yes to me. And so uh, G Hill, I, I remember like it was yesterday. He told me, he goes, hey, Barry wants you to call him. 
I was like, he goes, here's his number. He wants you to call him. I'm over here pacing my damn room in Philly. <laughs> I, I'm like, what do I talk to Barry Bonds about, right? Right. I, I, I call my wife. I'm like, what am, what, what am I going to talk to this dude about? Like, I don't know this dude. Like, I've never, like, talked to him, never. So I call him. Nope, no answer. So I, I was like, I'm going to call him. And I call him again. He's like, hello? I'm like, Barry, it's Dexter Fowler. He's like, I said, uh, he goes, oh, what's up, man? I told G Hill to, uh, to have you call me, but I didn't mean today. <laughs> I was like, so I was like, damn. I was like, oh, he goes, it's all right. And then he talked for like an hour and a half about hitting and shit. And he's like, but don't even worry about none of that stuff. We'll get it right after the season. And I'm just like, mouth wide open. If he could have seen me on the other side, he'd be like, this dude is like in awe. Like this dude starstruck. <laughs> it was it was crazy. But then after that, we we hooked up after the, in the off season and. The rest is history. The dude's been like a he's he's been awesome. He's been, you know, there every step of the every step of the way. You're a beast for calling back because I damn sure wouldn't call back. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but hey, you want to know for the best, bro? You got to call. You got to call for sure, back. For sure. Yeah. So what, Dexter? I mean, that's an amazing story, and I'm glad you brought up the switch hitting too because that was something I wanted to ask you about. But when when Barry like first then gets that off season with you and starts working with you. Like how, how often are you working with him or like, how are you working with him at that point? So I was living in Salt Lake at the time and it was snowing and he gave me a, like, so I thought I was just going to go and hit, right? Like teach me how to hit. And he sent me workouts and I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with all these damn workouts? And he's like, <laughs> I'm talking like, I'm in Salt Lake City, bro, and he talking about, hey, go run three miles. I'm like, it's fucking snowing outside. Like, what you want me to do? Bro, I did everything on it. He had, like, I was in the gym for fucking two and a half hours doing his shit. Man. And he was like, bro, I got to get your body right before I can teach you how to hit. Like, your body has to be in a good position before I teach you how to hit. And I'm over here, like, damn, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. But like some of the shit he was even telling me, it didn't resonate till like three years down the road. Like I was like, damn, that's what he was talking about when he said that. And he simplifies everything. The dude is the smartest. He's the smartest baseball dude I've ever, ever seen in my life. Wow. By far. Like everybody. If you think somebody's here, Barry is here. It's crazy. What's an example of that, Dexter? Like of where you just see like. Man, this guy like thinks about it differently, or or kind of simplifies it differently. Like, how how does that actually tangibly translate? Whether it's picking apart a pitcher, whether it's uh, even thinking about a season. Like, he's like, just think about it. Like, this is how he would talk to you. He's like, think about it. Think about your manager saying, "Hey, you could take sixty games off and not not even come back. Just do whatever you want. Fuck off for sixty days. Whatever you want to do." I don't care. Then you go back and win 100. You're one of the best teams ever to play. Like, nobody ever thinks of shit like that, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's so simple. Like, who says that? Like, yeah. who thinks of shit like that? Like, go, even if you win 70%, 70, 70, if you take off 70 games and win the rest of them, you're good. That's how he thinks of, that's how he thinks of baseball, too. Like, he's like, oh, this pitcher, I mean, he can only throw this 20% of the time, so fucking wipe that. Like, 20%? What's 20% to you? Like, tip your cap. If he does it again, tip your cap. 
he ain't gonna do it again. Yeah. And I'm like, damn. Like I never thought of shit like that. You can't you you can't like fathom that but then you know why he's the greatest. You know what I mean? But that's how like when I used to sit on the bench to talk to Eddie Murray, he was the same way, like being able to uh-huh. break down pitchers and like knew what was coming, like, oh, you see he threw that curveball for a strike? He can't do that again. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like he only does that 15, 10% of the time. Like Literally, if he does that again, tip your cap, walk back to the dugout. But he's not going to be able to do that shit again. So right. sit on something else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's what made me like, oh, okay, they think I can't throw my changeup back to back for a strike. You know what I'm saying? And that's right. where I would like freeze people a lot. Like just by listening to him talk about the way like hitters thought about shit. Like, oh, the changeup is his last pitch. Like he can't throw that thing for a strike. So I would always purposely try to throw that shit right down the middle for a strike because I knew <laughs> they was taking it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it, it, it goes, it works both ways. If you really can, if you, if you talk to somebody that's smart about baseball, it, it, it works for pitching and hitting, to be honest. But then, but then the, you know, the greats, them motherfuckers like, oh, he ain't going to throw it again. But if he do, I'm ready for that shit. I'm ready. For that. <laughs> <laughs> that was Manny Ramirez. That was yeah. Manny. Like Man, he was always ready for but everything. if he does, I'm gonna smack that shit. Yeah, because it's not a good pitch, and he gonna overthrow it, and it's gonna it's gonna, it's get gonna hit. be right there. Yeah, right. There's got to be like just a, a, I mean, a certain level of just cool too when you're learning from either a hero of yours or an icon or someone who you know you grew up watching, whatever it is, man. Like I know, even like for me. Growing up a diehard Yankee fan, right? I have those moments occasionally when I'm broadcasting a game with like David Cohn, right? Or Paul O'Neill, where I'm like, man, like I grew up like hoping that I get they Wendy's had these like little baseballs with the faces of David Cohn and Paul O'Neill on <laughs> right. them. And I'm hoping I'm getting them when I get my whatever Wendy's version of a happy meal was, right? Like now I'm now they're friends and I work with them. And I'm like, it's so cool. You know, you meet your heroes and that's amazing, right? You get to build a relationship that's incredible. But then if you even like build a relationship where you're like actually learning their tricks of their trade and that like that's a different level. Dexter, there has to be like some moment where you're just like, man, like I'm learning from Barry Bonds. Like, how cool is this, man? You know, you know, it's funny. It's funny you say that because uh, we were hitting at UCLA and he was telling me he was like, hey, hit the ball over here. And I'm like, Pfft. and I hit the ball over there like twice and I rolled over some shit like and then I hit the ball over there again, rolled over some shit. He's like, Dex, hit the ball over here. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm trying, bro. Like, that's why I'm here. Teach me how to do this shit. And so he gets pissed off, gets comes over, gets the bat, right? And he gets up and he's like, bro, I haven't hit in seven years. And he's over here and he gets in his stance and I got the chills. I was like, damn. It's fucking Barry Bonds. <laughs> 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 Motherfucker, no, no batting gloves on, no nothing. Bam, bam, bam. Hits the hits the target like three or four times. I was like, here, man, that shit ain't that hard. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, we know you can hit. We know like, you can do that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's when you really feel like it. That's when you're like, yeah. oh shit, like this is Barry Bonds. Yeah. See, who who is that guy for you, see? Like that you come and you're like, man, like that's whoever. Like that, that uh, you interact with or, or you've learned from, whether whether it's like, you know, in your sport or business or anything? Yeah, no, I mean, if, in my sport, it was Eddie Murray, for sure. Uh, just being able to be around him every day and, like, learn from him. And, you know, he taught me how to pitch, like, really did. Like, like show me, you know, what to throw in certain counts and show me what people be looking for. Um, Yogi was one of those guys that I always mm. got a chance to, like, 
you know, be around and he's the icon and, you know, to be able to be around him every day was great. Uh, Ron Guidry, you know what I'm saying? I mean, just being a Yankee in general, to be honest, like Reggie, like there's so many greats. It's so many greats. And and like to have that, those kind of relationships with those dudes uh, is something special. And it's something that you don't really, um, you don't really realize until you get here and be a Yankee. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's uh it's something that you know I, I never really took for granted and I still cherish those you know Willie Randolph and and like I said Gator and Goose and um, I still cherish those relationships for sure. Man, I always think about like how about like when you had that moment in time where like at Old Timers Day you used to have like Mantle and DiMaggio and Yogi. I mean, it's just like the name. It's just. It, it's ridiculous the firepower that that you can you know trot out there when you got the pinstripes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, hopefully we get you know some more uh, old timers day and, and and guys start coming back. Maybe G to come back. Maybe Sada yeah. will come back. You know what I'm saying? Shit, your ass gonna be playing. out there. Oh, I'm definitely playing, <laughs> but I'm hitting though. I ain't bitch. I can't fucking throw anyway. But I'm be playing first, guys. <laughs> hey, you keep doing them cleans, you gonna be all right. I'm gonna be ready, guys. Whoa, I mean, De- Dexter, absolutely. How about this guy? Sees sees on his Instagram, and now, by the way, you know he has control of his public Instagram too, which is very dangerous. Yeah. But he's got he's got he's he's throwing up the workout videos on both Instagram accounts now. I believe. Hey, you and, know and, what? Those cleans, my gosh, man! It's uh, you know, it took it took for me to get out of baseball to get in shape. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to get right for Vegas for the for the Raiders when we when I come to the games, guys. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Hey, I'm gonna be right with you, bro. I'm a Raiders <laughs> fan. I told you. Yo, I'm gonna get you a hat. I'm gonna get you some gear too. I'm, I'm sure you can get some shit out there. They got everything in Vegas right now. They got everything. Yeah. I was walking through the airport uh, last last off season when I was out there, and they had a bunch of Raiders uh, Las Vegas. I Raiders should be shit. sending you some shit. You should be sending me some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, for our audience who doesn't know, Dexter lives in Vegas, so he's there right now. Oh, were he's you a, a Raiders? Cowboys? No, he's a Cowboys oh, fan. Oh man. Oh, oh but I'm oh, a Vegas. Man. I'm a, nah, he's a Vegas Raider. He's a Vegas Raider though. Yeah. What we is accept- that? Why you got to throw that in there? No, I'm just saying we accepted the applications right now. You was excited uh, for, for the draft and all that, so we good. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Dexter, how, like, can before all this, obviously, where we're all uh, you know socially isolated from one another, could, could you feel sort of the excitement for the Raiders coming? Is it palpable there in Vegas? Oh yeah, any any sports team that comes here, like the Knights, was crazy. Like they yeah. sell it, they still sell it every game. Like now the Raiders, the Raiders gonna sell out every game, easy. Stadium looks crazy too. Oh, it's it's unreal. I can see it from the house. Like I said, this is the clearest it's ever been too. By the way, mm-hmm. like yeah, since nobody's out, huh? Nobody's out. It's it's yeah. be- it's beautiful. Like uh, from the house, I can see the uh, and you've been to the golf course. Like you can see like the stadium, everything. You can see the strip and everything. Oh yeah, you can from the golf course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The uh, sure. even my like my one of my best friends in the world, Dave Risky. He's a diehard Seahawks fan. He's excited about the Raiders coming to Vegas. So like, yeah, I know it's it's gonna be crazy out there. I can't wait, man. It's a different vibe. It's, a, it's such a it's such a, a good buzz out here, man. Like you know, just especially the way that hockey when hockey came in, like yeah. Yeah. So everybody's excited for the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. So now, I heard. I don't Shaq know what's talking next. about. Shaq talking about it's a hoop team on the way to, to Vegas. Huh? That's what Did I heard that? too. That's what I heard yeah. too. Man, that, that would be I, insane. 
That would yeah. be wow. You see it in everything, every single sport they've had, right? I've seen it because I broadcast WNBA games. I've seen it with the Aces. They sell out all their games. The atmosphere feels big. They even for like the visiting teams, they make it a whole experience. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, with the Knights, right? Seeing the way they sell out every game, that run to the Stanley Cup Finals a couple years ago, uh-huh. like seeing the atmosphere around it. I, I am excited for it. See, were you excited about their draft, though? How did you feel about it? Yeah, no, I was excited. I mean, we needed, we need speed, we need receivers, like we need, we need it all. Like we drafted so well last year, um, you know, and then coming into this, you know, getting rugs. I mean, I'm excited. You know, there's no reason not to be excited to be a Raider fan right now. To be hey, he was like so this. smooth in the in the robe too, so he he comfortable already. <laughs> he got the old spice robe. <laughs> <laughs> That was an amazing outfit yeah. choice for that, man. Hey, C text me, C text me. He was like, cousin of the road, the old spice <laughs> I was crying. Dontrell oh. called me, he left me like a voice message. He was so excited. He was like, You see, you got the robo. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, Dexter, what um you know, you mentioned like just being able to see further uh, in Vegas right now with obviously the lack of activity and the way pollution is clearing up during this time. I've noticed it in New York where I'm like hearing birds chirping that I've right. never heard in the city. Even like <laughs> going up on the roof, I'll be up there and I'll be like, this is unbelievable. Like it's the city is like silent, you know, like New York on a nice spring day. I mean, first right. of all, it's never silent, but especially not there. Like, it, what does Vegas feel like right now with the strip shut down? Um, the great outdoors, like it's it's yeah. uh, it's like to be able to see and see past that. Like I didn't even know that you could see the mountains past that. Like wow. it's you know obviously Vegas is in the in the valleys, but you could see like on the mountains on each side, like past Henderson, the whole the whole nine. And I live. Got to buy Red Rock, so you can see those those mountains, and it's it's clear. And we just we go out in the desert. We go on hikes. You can go on hikes, and it's 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 a lot. There's actually a ton of stuff to do out here. It's funny, right? Like you never, if you just like visit Vegas, you you don't realize. Like first of all, it's amazing how many people live there. Like I'm always like. Oh, this athlete lives there. This at like you know when you're doing bios and stuff, you're like, damn, everybody lives in Vegas. And you don't realize how different it is than just like you know being at yeah. the MGM Grand no, or whatever. No state tax, guys. That's, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's the whole reason I moved out here. But at the end of the day, I never thought I would be here. We're building a house. Like I never thought I would be here for like for good. Like we got down here and I was like, okay, Vegas. Like obviously you think of strip. I don't ever go down there. Yeah. I go down there for shows. I go down there to eat sometimes, but we usually just stay. I stay over here in Summerlin. Like it's crazy. See, he's been out here, and like it's a different world. Like people it's are nice like, "Oh, here. yeah, it's it's quiet." Like you can golf go right up to yeah, a ton of golf courses. You know yeah. the 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 new stadium, that new minor league stadiums here. We work out there. A bunch of guys go over there and work out. It's cool. Feels at least ten percent nicer than New York. I'm guessing at least at least ten percent nicer. <laughs> you know, you got to move to Jersey, guys. I'm telling you, bro. Oh man, Get you some space, it, guys. Like, it's, yeah, it's, we're here. We're, yeah, we're C, we're C's at. I went to C's house for remember Easter. What was it? Easter, Easter. seventeen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Easter Easter Sunday seventeen, and it was it was crazy out there. That was my first time out there, and it, it was beautiful. People be surprised by uh, Jersey. I love it over here. You can, like yeah. I said, I, you can, I was riding my bike today. You can do whatever you want. Like it's, yeah. it's so much space out here. But like you can be in the city 
I could be in the city in 25 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. I really, I really enjoy it over here. It is true. There's like a stigma with Jersey, especially if you like grew up in New York, wherever part of New York, you know. But Jersey's got a lot of great towns, man. Jersey's There's easy access town. to the city. Yeah, and look at y'all now, y'all. All, everybody that want to be like shit on Jersey and live in the city, yeah. now y'all asses in the house. Now <laughs> we're screwed, man. You know what? That's, that's what I was talking about. It's like, you know what happens when you got quarantine going on near the city? Now all of a sudden you're just paying an absurd amount of money for a box like for that you box. can't leave. <laughs> it's like, that's it. Like the city isn't the city when there's no restaurants, no bars, no, you know, when you go outside and you you know, worry about slamming into people, you know, can't walk, you know, on the sidewalks. It's, it's not exactly what you thought you were paying for. Here. <laughs> <laughs> they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't give anybody anything on the rent, like, you know, an extra month to pay. Yeah. yeah. Some, some places are, I think. Um, and there are, there, there, um, I don't want to get it wrong, but there's, there was some sort of, uh, um, executive order, I think on evictions and stuff to halt that during this period right. of time. And so some landlords have, you know, uh, have cut cut rent. Um, I can't say that's been my situation, unfortunately. But uh, gratefully, so far, my networks are still uh, taking care of all of us. So hopefully it continues that way. But yeah, man, I mean, you know, a lot, if you think about it, like a lot of these places, you were paying, let's take if you if you have like your average, like one bedroom apartment in the city, you're paying anywhere from like four to six thousand dollars a month, whereas wow. like and now, you know, if you want to try and leave in those buildings, you got maybe thirty five floors. And so you're getting in the elevator with people like the whole yeah. situation is like, uh, man, like I, I, I really would. You know, you really would feel stuck in 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 that space, you know? Yeah. You kind of like, quarantine with everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, man. Exactly. Every time you get on the elevator, and do something. You with somebody. So it, Exactly, man. It, it's, it's like y'all please hard don't to leave. Separate. Right. Yeah. That's, exactly. what I was even, that's what I was even saying about. I heard like they was tra- they was trying to do like the the new spring trainings in like the home city site, so guys didn't have to get hotels and try to rent right. a house for a month in, in the spring training site. But if you come here, somebody gets on the subway and goes to the Bronx, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like what, I mean, it's, yeah. it's nothing you can really do about. It. It's crazy. Like it's it's wild, man. I can't wait till we see baseball though. What's what's interesting is, and I'm glad that people are optimistic about it coming back at some point in July or whatever. What's funny is, right now, the only thing that kind of like feels like pro sports is the Jordan doc, right? Yeah. Like every Sunday night, uh, unless you're a Jordan Brad, brand athlete like Dexter and CC, <laughs> and you've had early access to the documentary. Everybody else, every Sunday night. They, you know, it's like, all right, nine o'clock to eleven o'clock. I got my sporting event. You know, like, hey, better believe though. We're, how, hey, how long will we try to get that shit? We were trying to yeah. get that shit for, hey, for, hey, when is the doc coming out? When is the doc? Can we get it early? Can we get it early? We was on our rep. We was on Jordan. We was like, hey, can we get it? Can we get it? They were like, nope, nope, nope. Hard no too. I was like, damn, oh, no. I mean, yeah. And we was on like the group text was was going wild. <laughs> this, Everybody this, was trying to this, fight. This, the Jordan Brand group group chat. Yeah. Everybody was trying to fight him and everybody was mad. mad. People was and mad. I was just over there like this. <laughs> <laughs> Stirring that pot. I, I, I wasn't saying nothing because when that was going on, I had already seen it. So like I, I know. Was, hey, see, I was, <laughs> hey. When those chats was going on, I was like <laughs> 
I was like, nah, I'm not gonna say shit. Oh, <laughs> hey, but, hey, but what people don't know, CB texted me on the group on the side, be like, hey, <laughs> hey, you got you gotta get on such and such. I was like, all right, bro. Dude, hey, Big Bro said I gotta do it. I, I love it getting going though. It's great. <laughs> he's, he's like Guardy. He's like Guardy in that way. Uh, Dexter is like he gets his shit going. Yeah, for sure. Oh, hey, you man. know, I, you know, I used to play with Guardy. In the fall no, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You told really? me that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, played, we played together in the fall league. Ga- was Guardy a great storyteller then? Because he's unbelievable now. Hey, that dude was the fastest white dude I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> he literally beat out the ball to second base. I was like, he had like quarter swung. It was like a chopper. And he beat it out the first. I was like, who is this dude? I never heard of the dude before in my life. And he was shredded out of his mind eating <laughs> <laughs> hey, eating McDonald's every day and like ripped. Like, well, who? He is jacked, man. I yeah. told him I can't jacked. wait till he get old because he's gonna be a fat fuck, and I can't wait for it. <laughs> I cannot wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> that actually, you know what? We're gonna have Yankee fans are gonna have to remember this conversation for like twenty years from now when Brett comes back for old timers day and what that shape looks like. Now that C is predicting it. Man, oh, him and Curtis Granderson had the worst diets I've ever seen. They both were shredded. Like, wow. yeah. she used to piss me off. If I Man. even look at what they ate, I would gain five pounds. This <laughs> <laughs> is like the genetics, man. What? I, so, I mean, I know you guys have seen it in full, but like through six episodes, if you can, you know, sort of um, frame it that way. What? As people who you know are Jordan Brand guys and who have at least varying degrees of a relationship with Michael, what are the things that have stood out like most to you about the doc? I'm trying to figure out without getting anything anything away. Like, yeah, no. Nah, the thing that the thing that stuck out to me the most was like he walked in his cockiness every day. Like he knew he was the best. He wanted to be the yeah. best. He worked out like the best. Like most athletes won't won't walk around like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. Him and Kobe, the only swag. two. Him yeah. and Kobe, the only two people that ever walked around like that, and they won five and six championships respectively. Like, like it's, I mean, like they the two greatest basketball players ever. But they like they. It's, it's weird to like see how of a, like how much of an alpha male that they. You know what I'm saying? Like even yeah. the Olympic, the Olympic practice episode. Like when they going back and forth, and he telling Magic, "Nah, this is my fucking NBA." Like, yeah, like, yeah. No, you know what I'm saying? That's my like, thing. Yeah. That yeah, shit that, is crazy, man. His competitiveness and his shit is like from okay, you hear about it, you see it, you you know, but to to like you like you said, he competes all the time. Mm-hmm. Like he has that dog in him. Like hey, like nobody's beating me. I'm even from throwing them throwing them down throwing um, quarters, quarters, quarters. Like yeah. anything, we hey, you want to compete? We'll compete. Whether I don't care what it is, you're not beating me. But you see that. You see all the greats, they have that, but not like like him, Kobe, like Barry's the same way. Like, and you're like, that's why they were great. Like yeah. they never back down from any challenge. I don't even care if they're not even that good. They go they gonna compete. Yeah. And I love that. I love but, that. But even like they respect you more when you walk around like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like for me yeah. being around um even Reggie and and MJ, like you can't be scared. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, cause yeah. MJ's gonna talk some shit to you. So like, if you curl up and you don't say nothing back, he gonna fuck with you all night. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? Like, you gotta be you able to have something. Shit back and then, you and gotta like, have okay, something. I like, like, it. like I yeah, like you it. gotta have something. Like, I remember my first uh, start in Yankee Stadium. He was there. Like the very first game, I pitched against the Indians. I had five walks, and and 
And he comes out and he goes, uh, man, all them fucking walks I could have probably hit today. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, that's the first thing he said to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, all them walks I could have I hit today. Like, no, you can't, you guys. Say, <laughs> hey, say if you was here, I probably would have had no walks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that is great, man. I um, I I see. I always remember you saying too, like he pays attention too. Like he would know what you've been up to in your starts and whatever, right? And like, oh yeah. So so he could he could call you on anything, like as you yeah, as you're mean, going along. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe just because you know, I like he was watching Jeet all the time, so he was watching us, but like. You know, I would I could see him at any point. He'd be like, "Yo, what the fuck was you doing two starts ago?" Or so, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, it takes me when I got three thousand. Like, you know, for him to be to to be in it like that, like with his athletes and like you know, be on you. I mean, it, it just you know that's our idol. So it, yeah, it, it feels good to have that. You know what I'm saying? It's dope. Dexter, what's your what's your relationship with Michael like? Like, how how much interaction is there? Um, there is, I, like I text him when I'm down in spring training. Obviously, we uh, we were supposed to go golfing a few times. He uh, that whole Kobe thing kind of messed, put a wrench in everything. Um, because he had to speak out there. Um, but he lives in Jupiter, so we're close. Um, uh, I've called him a few times. He he texts me. We text back and forth. I, I saw him uh, last All Star break in Gaza, so that was the first time we actually sat there and 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 spoke in person. But we've been on a we've been on text all the time and uh. And he hit me when we won the World Series, too, which was the most surreal thing ever. It was like, it was funny because he texted me. He was like, hey, man, I'm proud of you and the boys, whatever. MJ at the end. And I was like, Michael Jackson? (laughs) 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 And Ali was like, no, you can't say that. You can't say that. (laughs) You all got to get out the Geyser, man. I heard that place is dope. I always know. It's crazy. A-Rod told me about it. Yeah, it's beautiful, bro. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. It's like it's it's and it's only open during the summer, so the weather yeah. is perfect. Right on the lake, beautiful views. It, it's I, it's funny. See, I always think about you saying like sometimes when uh, when you get a text. I think you even maybe one time you like you just screenshotted something and it, it was innocuous. It wasn't anything like you know damaging or revealing, but sent to the group chat like. Yo, I still trip out when I see this, and it was just like a text oh, from MJ. You know what it was? He texted me when I because um. It was a problem with me getting the threes for last year. Remember, and it, and it was I was like oh. I wanted to wear the threes when yes, I like yes. got three thousand. And uh, yes. he texted me. He was like, and he and I think I sent it to the chat. I can't even remember what he put, but like for him to put to like understand what I was trying to do, you know, make a whole new shoe for me. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think anybody had worn those shoes until that point. So like it was dope to be able to you know get, get that get that blessing from him. It's. I can remember like one time being in the Yankee clubhouse, and I think MJ was visiting Jeter, and like he like just ducked. It was a post game, and we were like all in the clubhouse, and he like just ducked into the clubhouse like real quick to like look around, and everybody, you know, like and this is all media members who are like you know trying to keep their impartiality and whatever. Everybody just stops and looks at him like that. That was MJ. MJ just walked in here. That was MJ. Yeah. You know, like. He's just that big. He, he got a presence, man. It's crazy. Oh. Like, nobody walks in the room. It's like the president. Like, the president walks in, and, like, Michael's the same way. Yeah. All he it's- all he needs somebody to say, Michael Jordan. But he don't have to do that. You yeah. know, like the president? Oh, the president of the United States. You yeah. don't have to do that. It's like, damn, that's Michael. Everybody that's knows Michael. Michael. 
Yeah. Everybody's favorite player, though, guys. You know what I'm saying? Everybody. Like, he's everybody's favorite player. Like, I, yes. don't, I don't care what anybody says. He's the GOAT. Like, so he's everybody's favorite player. All right, Cece, fill in the blank. By the time they turn 35, two out of three men will experience what? Hair loss. Yeah, boom. They will experience male pattern baldness. What age was that? By 35. Man, mine was way before that. Me too, man. I remember I saw my, my first like you know bald spot at 21. Damn, yeah, boy, it was, it wasn't that early. It was, but it was, <laughs> it was the, way before 35. Oh, the good news, with today's advancements in science, Keeps offers proven treatments that can combat the symptoms of hair loss. Keeps has revolutionized the way men are treated for hair loss. You used to have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. Easy for me to say. Now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online and get medication delivered to your home. No more waiting rooms, no more pharmacy checkout lines. Like, that's really convenient. That's huge, yeah. That's the way you want it done. Keeps treatments really work. They're up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you'll save. So act fast. Find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors, and nearly 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medications. A lot of people using this. I know. I wish I would have had this one when I was losing my hair. Yeah, when you first saw it happening, right? I know. Well, now you can help others. Pay it forward, you know? Keeps treatments start at just $10 a month. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month free. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to Keeps.com slash R2C2 to receive your first month of treatment for free that's k-e-e-p-s.com slash r2c2 we have a couple questions on twitter uh we have a lot of them but i just want to get a couple real quick if that's all right um this one kind of segues nicely brandon mvo brandon on twitter says um what are the top five jordans in your sneaker collection to you dexter but i'll also say to you c um in my opinion um, like the styles or like the exact ones. You could do whatever you want. You could you could just okay, say I'll do the styles. Yeah. I'll say the styles. Yeah. Like that, I, I I love the seventeens. Okay, I was saying I was saying this before. Like the briefcase, like that's iconic to me. Like seeing that, like I remember my sophomore year, like one of the dudes had the Jordan that had the briefcase, and I was like, I gotta get those. So I got like all those originals. Yeah, and then um, probably obviously the elevens. I, nine through thirteen for me, and then the ones in threes and fours. Ones, threes, and fours. Yeah. Uh, those are my favorites. How about you, um, C? I'm one, three, um, ten, eleven, and thirteens. I like, but my favorite pair of Jordans that I have are those Eminem fours. Oh, black yeah, and gray ones. Yeah, yeah, them shits have been fire. There's not a lot of them either, man. No, it's not. No. But I got I got the, the the black and gray ones, and I got the blue ones too. The blue, oh, the blue ones, black yeah, ones man. and the gray the ones. The blue ones is yeah. I got the black and gray ones too, but the blue ones is only twenty three pair, man. And holy shit! I I remember seeing like one of those yeah. pairs of the original ones, which I think were the black and gray ones. Yeah. Um, at Flight Club, and it was like. I don't even know. It was like eight grand or something that was going yeah, for or something like that. Yeah, they auctioned a pair off for the All In Challenge. So I don't yeah. even know what those went for. But oh my I've only worn them a couple of times. I wore them, uh, when did I wear them? I wore them recently. Oh, I wore yeah. them when I did the shop. 
Oh, I had nice, up. man. Yeah, yeah, you got to break him out with something special, yeah, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> hey, nobody had. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Max Manis asked the question, what were your nerves like after leading off Game 7 in 2016 with a homer off Kluber? Like I said, I think I blacked out. Like, I don't even remember. <laughs> like, I remember being on deck before the game. And I could feel my heart beating. I was like, yeah, I got to chill out. Like, you know, I was, I had a five-hour energy in me already. Like, <laughs> I was like, I got to chill out. I got to chill out. So then I go up to bed. I say, what's up? What up? And I get in there. Everybody's on their feet. And, you know, it's it's just quiet. It's quiet. And the first pitch goes in. You're like, all right. I face, This is my third time facing Kluber. Yeah. Like, he throws the first pitch. I'm like, all right, I've seen that shit before. You know what I mean? It is. It, it just it, it starts coming together. And then... Like, I blacked out after I hit it. Like, I was like, damn, I smacked that shit. And it kept going. Like, that's adrenaline. And then after that, like, I don't remember the rest of the game. <laughs> <laughs> like, that twirl that I did, I don't remember that shit. I don't. So, to ask, <laughs> I like, watching it, I'm like, damn, what did I? Well, I don't even know why I did that. I think I missed his hand or something. I was looking at the bench. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's... uh. I mean, that's like such a tone setter, though. And, you know, you talked earlier about like, oh, people in Chicago, I was like, come back, come back. In all honesty, like they haven't been able to replace what they had with you that year. You know, they've been looking for that leadoff man since and they haven't had it. So I understand why they want you back. Was that the year you went? Oh, no, the next year you went back, right? You went back in 17? No, I went back. I went. So 15 was my first year. Then we went to the playoffs and we got swept by the uh in the NL championship to the Mets. Yep. And then the Royals won. And then I came back that year, 16. But that was the year that you uh, you, came, you came late to spring training? Yeah, in 16. Yeah. So, but yeah. I remember talking to you uh, that offseason. So, 15 offseason, we must have connected at some point. Because I remember talking to you and telling, and telling you, like, they need you. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't say yourself short. Like, if you want to go back there, go back. But... I remember us we having did. a conversation. We I remember did. us having a conversation yeah. about you showing up, and I was like, I remember when you showed up. I was like, y'all gonna win the World Series. I remember telling you that. Yeah, because he was like, yeah, he was like, bro, that's special. Like that, yeah. it doesn't just happen like that. Like shit, when shit happens like that, people win World Series. Y'all win yeah. World Series. I, was I like, remember. Yeah, yeah I, I remember, remember that. that. So maybe it was, maybe it was we because we we had the Jordan Summit in Portland. So maybe we just exchanged numbers after that, and then we started texting, and then sixteen is when we hung out. Like. After that, yeah, it was, I, that I forgot. Stand. Yeah, but yeah. we had a conversation. I remember you showing up to spring training. We had a conversation like that day or, or a couple days before. Hundred percent. I think C was like, "You don't want to be in Baltimore, man. Trust me. You know that's not the place you want to be." Like, you go know what's crazy about that? It was crazy about that whole thing. Is like, I remember I was building a house here in Vegas, our first house in Vegas, and I was at the like the design studio, and. Like I was talking to the Cubs and like Baltimore kept coming with some with some bullshit and I was like nah I'm good like and then Kutch texted me was like congratulations bro I was like oh what like <laughs> what happened and my phone just keeps buzzing 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 I'm like I call my agent I'm like Case what's going on bro like he goes Baltimore said that they signed you like I said well you better call the Cubs and tell them like this ain't true. He goes, oh, yeah, Theo already, already knows. Like, we weren't even close. And then even when I was down in, when I, when I was down in, um, 
in Arizona to go to spring training. I was getting a physical, and they were like, "Yeah, Fowler's here in uh, both and um, wherever their spring training." So, so yeah, to get a, to get a physical, and I was like, "How is this going? They just gonna lie? You can't just lie about it." I like, remember one thousand percent texting you, telling you not to sign in Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> one thousand percent. Don't do it. Don't do Don't it. Don't do it, guys. You're gonna be. But, but I place. felt like, bad. I East. felt bad because because Jonesy, yeah. I play with Ubaldo. Like they were texting me like, "Hey man, we're glad to have you." Like Manny. Like I'm like, damn. Like I can't even tell these dudes that, that shit ain't real. Like <laughs> yeah. how can they not? But talk how did to that, that? How did that happen though, Dexter? Like how did that get out like that? I don't know, man. I yeah. don't know. You know that's but, that's. But you weren't even the, close to finishing it. No, no, because they kept trying to make me pay for a draft pick and stuff. And I'm like, bro, I'm not. And then I was like, all right, they give me an opt out. And they were like, no. And I was like, all right, then we just back at square one. Yeah, it ain't nothing we talk about. He's like, we don't give we don't give opt outs. And I was like, and I'm not paying for a draft pick. And y'all don't give contract like they don't give out big contracts anyway. You know what I'm saying? No, It's crazy. Well, yeah. it worked out for you, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It did. It worked out. You know, God works in mysterious ways, right? Amen, man. Amen. Now, we can't finish this without CeCe explaining the decorative um, uh, adornings behind oh, yeah, him. Oh, yeah, because Seek on the Yeah, you know, my man. Wife, my wife keep it lit, bro, so it's all kind of nice. stuff back here. We got a Does that mean we got, like, Taco Tuesday? Taco Tuesday going, too? Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. Nice. It's on Tuesday. It is crazy, right? My wife, you know, we grew up in California, and this is like one of her favorite holidays, even though it's not a real holiday. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, you know, we always celebrated. She always having a, a party or something. So I think she's in the like year of Corona. In the year of Corona, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. On a Tuesday. Exactly. Yeah, we, make, and, we got the family making churros and stuff, so it should be good. Oh, that's and tough. just to explain for the audience uh, who's just listening and not watching, CC has. Um, the word fiesta in gold balloons yeah, behind him with boy. uh with looks like green tassels and i don't know if there's cactuses but not yeah, beneath it like cactuses inflatable cactuses right cacti yeah, it's all, it's all cacti kind of shit all over here it's, it's yeah. you know, yeah. you know what ha- hats off to amber man because she always comes through with all the stuff man yeah she always do like I not even corona because. can't hold her down man i just i'm just waiting for christmas i'm waiting for christmas <laughs> oh we got a good one this year because we got a good one this year, too. Watch. I'm looking it's at my watch like, is it Christmas yet? <laughs> I, need to, I need to see the card. I got to oh, see him. Dexter, thank you for this, man. You were absolutely outstanding, as we knew you would be. And uh, you know what? Uh, hopefully we'll get you back on before the next 87 episodes. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what, guys? Thanks for having me, man. Hey, better late than never, right? Nah, we got to do it again, guys, for sure. Uh, 100%. And to all of our listeners, you guys know the deal. Rate, review, subscribe. New R2C2 episodes every Thursday. We're doing it all throughout this period of time. Stay safe, stay smart. Um, And also remember, you can catch the video of our pods as well on Uninterrupted YouTube channel. Dexter, thank you again, my man. Thank you, guys. Have a good one.